It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us, because we're going to help you take it up a notch. You have... Half of the usual suspects in the building, on the Skype line, he is our intrepid cub reporter. He is next in line for the cowl. He is, in fact, our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. You don't realize how how long that theme is. He has to sit in silence till it's over. (laughs) Indeed, sir. Indeed. Also on the line, friggin' special guests helping us make it happen. He is... Our editor-in-chief here at All Games, he is the creator of Dead Pixel Live. He is the man behind Mom's Mom's Minute. He is Derek H. One day, all those things are going to mean something. <laughs> Indeed. They mean something to me. Don't let her hear that, though. Oh no, she was she was telling me she was tell, telling me just today that she can she can sense the millions on their way. She's like, Derek, we're on the verge. I was like, okay, ma. Weren't you about to cancel that show? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Uh, sometimes I get to host Fantastic Forum, which actually makes me really happy. I enjoy doing this show, and I like doing it with you guys, and with Jay, and with Moses, and other random people every so often. Yeah, but anyway. It's fantastic. We got a great show for you today. Um, we, we're going to talk a bit about the debacle that was Fantastic Four. We're going to do that. Um, 
We're also, of course, going to bring you the latest in comic book news. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, we're we're going to do a, a, a throwback review because uh, we're going to talk to Oz about what he's reading, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about whatever else it is you guys want to talk about, and we'll tell you how it is that we can do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio. Uh, oh, damn. Uh, look, I, I don't like I, I lost my thought all of a sudden, like right in the middle, like as if I've never done that before. Um, but yeah, Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network. And of course, you guys, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call at, you don't know that number, huh? No. I do. 310 538 Oh, no. Wait, hold on. 310-538-3198. Damn. So, yeah, you can get graphic novels. Uh, you can get trade paperbacks. In fact, if you want to go ahead and get three, you can mention Fantastic Forum. They're going to send you a fourth one for free, so you should give them a call at 310-538-3198. Uh, if you like single issues more so, if you prefer to go ahead and make sure that you get all of your, your issues sent to you as soon as they come out, Jeffries can do that too, of course. In fact, if you make sure that you do a $10 minimum purchase, you can go ahead and get comics sent directly to your door, anywhere in the continental U.S. for the low, low flat fee of $5. So give them a call at 310-538-3198. You can do it right now. They're open. They're open. They're waiting for you to call them. Tell them Fantastic Forum sent you. So, yeah. I believe that's the right number, but I have no way of double-checking. No, it is. It is. I know it. I know it. <laughs> uh, also... I should mention to you that we have a few different ways that you can get down with Fantastic Forum. Um, the Skype line, which I mentioned earlier, Oz is on, Derek is on. Um, you can go ahead and be on with us, too. And in fact, we have Moses. Moses is joining us on the Skype line as I was just speaking on it. What's up, Moses Magnum? What's up? Nada, man. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I was just telling the people that they can get with us on Skype, which is the free internet soft phone. Only takes a few minutes to download. If you don't have it already, uh, you can put Fantastic Form in your contacts, hit the green button, and right now you would be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Uh, we also Mo, have... what's that number again? <laughs> 310-538-3198. Bam! what I tell you? Bam. Also, we have the chat. We have the uh, All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat, where we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, uh, such as Dungeon Buster, who says, yay, fantastic forum. Thank you, Dungeon Buster. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, and I also see uh, Tiger Claw, who says, what's up, fantastic forum? I see, oh, I take it you've seen fantastic four. According to consensus, it's nothing like the comics or previous movies. Yeah. So, you know, that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. You know, I heard that the best part about it was that the seats reclined. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
So, I wish I had seats that reclined. Oh, jeez, that's sad. Oz. The the movie theater seats. The, be- the best part for Oz was the drive back two hours to his house. <laughs> it's it's rough because it's like for you, Oz, like going to go see a movie is truly an investment, not only of your money but of your time in a real way. Normally, but I got lucky in that it was playing in town, so it was more of a five-minute drive. Oh. And there's a really cheap bar right across the street. So, oh, that's hilarious because you had to drink. So the best part was a two-for-one shot. I've had like eight or nine drinks in this place for like ten bucks. Like wow. literally, guys just randomly buy drinks for everybody there. That's it's cool. so cheap. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four came out this past weekend. And to to say that Fantastic Four was a, a box office failure doesn't even really begin to describe what happened to it this past weekend. It's like, it was abysmal. It's like, Doom is the right word for it. It's like, it's crazy how bad it it was, according to critics. Here's the thing. I know I didn't go see it. Moses, you didn't go see it. Derek H. didn't go see it. Matrix loved it, though. I wasn't going to go see it. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, but say that again. Say that again, Derek. Ms. H., my mom, went and saw it, and she loved it. Word. Mrs. H one, loves it. One of the best movies of the summer. Better than Ant-Man. That's it. Better than Ant-Man. You can read the full review over at allgames.com where she went into like explicit detail on why it's a really, really good movie. We're the same movie that the director said, hey guys, this isn't my movie. <laughs> it's, like that's serious. He, he seriously tweeted that. He's like, look, I had a vision for this movie a year ago. What's on the screen is not what I did. That, yeah, but that's this guy, like you, they like I just saw. I saw. I recently saw a movie about the making of uh, Dr. Moreau's Island, where mm-hmm. they say the director kind of went crazy in the middle of it, and they they like ended up firing him. Mm-hmm. And I got a feeling that in a few years we're gonna see almost that exact same film, uh, the exact same documentary made for. Fantastic Four, because it seems, from what I hear, this guy just went crazy. It's, and they it's fired interesting. Him. Like, it didn't take long. Like, before before the weekend was out, there was already people, like, pu- putting up stories and leaking documents and putting out tweets, basically trying to place or lay the blame at someone else's feet. It's like, the studio's definitely like well i the studios didn't of course openly blame anybody but you know like like Oz said trank said that th- this wasn't his vision of the movie like a week before it came out or two weeks before it came out uh you had miles teller talking about how comic book movies don't no- notoriously don't do well on rotten tomatoes you know you you have people saying that that Trank, <laughs> like that Trank was was like like Derek just just uh, intimated just now that Trank was like going crazy on the set, like 
destroying the house that they had for him in in New Orleans and not being not basically being a professional on this set by any way shape or form I don't know who or what to believe I don't know This what, is his well, second only movie thing, though, right? Say again? This is only his second movie. Yeah, right? cuz I think Chronicle was his first and then he's And doing Chronicle this. was like Chronicle from I saw it wasn't bad that's a low budget, very small film with basically yeah. like five. Like, and this was an Avengers level. Even, even uh, Whedon was like after the Avengers, like, dude, that was way too hard. And that's Joss Whedon. Yeah. So yeah. this guy, I can I can understand how he was overwhelmed, but still, that's no excuse. You were overwhelmed, guy, and you made a bad movie. Yeah, it, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think the budget for Chronicle was like under fifteen million dollars, and and of course this Fantastic Four movie was like what a hundred and twenty or something yeah. like that, so, something like that. Definitely more a hundred a hundred million dollar plus flick. So that that is tough. It doesn't um, help when the studio has no faith in you and they're not afraid to show it and the studio, like, studio the studio didn't help at all i i kind of i kind of understand where the studio was coming from but at the end they probably made things a lot worse i think you're right there because the way that everybody's making it seem is like it was the studio's lack of of uh the studio's not lack of faith but maybe their lack of trust in Trank and his vision that may have caused him to decide to act out the way that he did. So they hired him, though. That's the part I don't get. Like, they, they're the ones... It's not like he just walked up and was like... And like they, it's not like they inherited him. Like, well, right. did you just... No, they went and hired him and said, we like what you did, do it again. And then they realized that he couldn't. See, I don't know if they realized that he couldn't, I, I wonder if it's is it as much they realized that he couldn't or if they weren't as certain that what he the thing that he brought to Chronicle would translate as well to Fantastic Four. Like, I don't think so much as they were like, he's doing. Well, if that was the case, why did they hire him? Well, that and that's what that's what Derek is saying, whereas like, I think somebody at Fox saw something special in the guy based on that movie Chronicle, which I could understand because Chronicle was was a great flick. But you don't give him. And, you don't give him Fantastic Four, though. I mean, come well, on. I, I would agree with you. I wouldn't go from Chronicle to Fantastic Four, it's especially because it's not even like a, a what in my mind would translate as a good Fantastic Four movie isn't demonstrated by Chronicle. You know, it's like when you think about what the Fantastic Four is, whether you're talking about the Ultimate version or the Six One Six version, I don't think any of either one of those is demonstrated by Chronicle. Like, I think like. I would look at Chronicle and think, man, that guy would make a great Moon Knight movie <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a different kind of tone, a different kind of character, but definitely not like, oh, Fantastic Four, the friggin' fir- first family of the Marvel Universe. Not- nothing about Chronicle screams family to me. Like with but, Whedon, if you look at you look at the Firefly movie, yeah. and even though it failed, you can see, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. This is this, uh, yeah. a lot of characters. He's... He's like he's right. juggling a lot of stuff. He can right. handle an Avengers, right? But it, everything that he does in in Firefly translates directly to a good Avengers movie. 
and not chronicles like well we got uh, a loner and his and a couple of friends very small and they're just going around flying hitting each other like that's it and i guess fox is like well that's they're superheroes right so i guess that's, that's... <laughs> hey look it would not be the first time that fox has fumbled a franchise though like in fact it would be what the sixth or seventh time depending on which movies you count it's well, like the, third, some... the third time they do the same franchise <laughs> It's like when somebody gave Ang Lee Hulk, and Ang Lee made an Ang Lee movie, and people are like, whoa, wait a minute. We didn't know you were going to make an Ang Lee movie, Ang Lee. We thought you were going to make a, a superhero Hulk, Hulk movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not only did he make it an Ang Lee movie, he got all his writing partner. Like, the exact same people that did Crouching Tiger did the Hulk. Yeah. Caller. Uh, you are the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Why don't you tell us who you are, uh, where you're calling from, and what you thought of Fantastic Four? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right, it's Lloyd. What's up, guys? What up, Lloyd? Tell the people where you're at. I'm calling from Moses' kitchen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds hot. Look, way, way, way far, far at Moses' kitchen. That's like near the frozen North Dakota, I think. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Yeah, I'm crashing at his place for the night. That's awesome. So, so Lloyd, did you see Fantastic Four, or or are you wondering no, if you're going to go see it at this point? I, di- I didn't see it, but I will. But you will. And why will you Just even for like, at this point? Yeah. Posterity. <laughs> you know. He's like, I want to be, be so, part of the debacle. <laughs> dude, someday there's going to be a good Fantastic Four movie, and you're going to be able to tell your kids... Back in my day. No, there's not. They've, they've tried four times. shit movie. They've tried I mean, four times to make this movie, and all of them sucked. Now, Someday. Now, are, are we really going to count the first Fantastic Four movie as a as a fair attempt? Yes. Because it's better than this one. It's not, it's not because it's not the worst one. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like number three out of four. That's so bad. I feel I feel bad that you might be right because I've seen I've seen reviews and I have I have a whole I have I was looking at the reviews and I got we got quotes here of like some of the reviews and one of them really does say that basically like not not referencing the original movie but basically just saying that the this movie is so mediocre that you're like kind of hoping it gets bad just so it can be entertaining. And I'm like, man, that's rough when you're like, dude, like if, if, if you could mess around and just be like worse, at least I would have a story to tell when I got out of here. Like, Oh my God, this terrible ass fantastic four movie. But they're like, this joint is just dull and boring. And that's all it accomplishes. Man, I I don't know. The like, so I missed the, right now. The, oh wait, wait I missed the again? first part of the conversation. What? So what in a nutshell is is wrong with it? Well, Oscar is the only person on the line that's actually seen it. So Oscar, what, please answer Lloyd's question. What what is wrong with the Fantastic Four movie? Uh, they made it. What? <laughs> Like visual, like like okay, I would compare it to the first one in that visually it's better, but than, better than what? Better than the first one, than the original. Oh, oh, okay. Than, so, than so it it surpasses the first movie 
in regards to, and we say visually, you mean like the effects? The effects, okay. Yeah, the the negative zone's a little weird. It you know, it's not. They didn't put a lot of effort into it. It looks like, <laughs> but you you get the idea. The, the real thing is, they're supposed to be a team, but you never actually get the feeling like they're a team. You know, mm-hmm. the Human Torch and and Sue Storm are brother and sister, but you never like actually feel like they care about each other. Jeez. So it's like uh, it's lacking in character development. Yeah, well, it, except for like Mister Fantastic. I mean, he's it's all it's his. It's about him, really. You know, okay, Ben weird. Grimm, baby Ben Grimm, and baby Reed Richards are kind of hanging out. Cut to now they're like at a high school <laughs> a science project, and then you don't see. Then he just like forgets about Ben Grimm until hey, we got to go to this other place to get our powers. Hey, why don't you join us, Ben? Yeah. So, so now, bad for that actor. Why? Why do they bring Ben? Because, because this movie, I'm assuming, and you know, we're getting, I guess, into spoiler territory for people that actually care about this movie nobody, still. Like, nobody cares about it. Right. I don't. I think you're right. But why? Like the the if this follows the Ultimate Fantastic Four, like how we, I think it does. Then you have Reed and you have Sue and Johnny at like the Institute at the Baxter building or whatever, because they're geniuses or related to geniuses. Why, why does Ben end up there and why does he go into the negative? It, by, the, by the way, as long as we're talking about geniuses, while Dr. Doom, Reed Richards and Human Torch are building this interdimensional traveling device, Sue Storm is making their costumes. What? Like her job is literally to build the spacesuits that they're gonna wear when they go over there. Okay. Now here, well. here, here's how you know that nobody went and saw this movie because there hasn't been an uproar on Twitter about that yet. Nah. Well, well. I mean, it depends though, right? Because is it like the unstable molecule kind of thing? Nope. Like, it... It's just the spacesuit. It's just random suits. Their suits aren't even when they get their superhero suits. They're not unstable molecules. Their suits specially designed by the military to allow them to control their powers. Reed Richards doesn't has nothing to do with their suits. Okay, but then they're but not was, unstable molecules that's either. Ultimate, though, right? I'm Isn't sorry. Is that how what? ultimate is? I mean, the ultimate in like, the ultimate. That's how ultimate fantastic. I don't think Ultimate Fantastic Four had anybody any suits that from the military. To control powers or anything like that, they may not, and I, I don't think they, they don't do unstable molecules right from the jump in Ultimate, but I think eventually it they do do it. Either way, Ben Grimm, basically, it it opens with little baby Reed Richards working on this teleporter in his garage, right? And Ben Grimm is the only guy that kind of helps him out instead of making fun of him because he's a nerd. Uh huh. And so when Richards is sent to the Baxter Institute to work on the big version of it, they perfect it. They find this way to travel back and forth between the, the negatives. Well, they call it plan zero, but it's the negative zone. Mm-hmm. And on their first trip, he's like, well, this guy over there kind of helped me when I was little. So he really should be with us when, when we take our first trip, you know, like Neil, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, 
he needs to be with us taking that first step so he'll be famous like us. Yeah, because that's how that works. When when yeah. they went when, when, so when they went to the moon, him, like, hey, we're uh, going to go to another dimension. Why don't you show up? Yeah, so, Neil so Armstrong like, was like, yeah, here's my, my buddy from camp. Yeah, he likes planes too, so we should bring him <laughs> along to the moon. Because yeah, in the, in the original Fantastic Four origin, okay, wait, I, the only reason the, the only reason these guys go ahead. What? Oh. Did you finish? The only reason these guys... Well, the only reason they're... It, they get drunk one night and just decide to go there. It's not like it's planned and, you know, everybody's, like, watching them to get... They just get drunk and say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go. And they go. To the negative zone? Yes. Oh, man. F this movie, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so crazy. They, like, they go there because they, they want to plant a flag. They want to plant the American flag and say, hey, we were the first one. What were you going to say, Moses? Like, couldn't Josh Trank or whoever the fuck wrote it, like, just Google Jonathan Hickman? <laughs> <laughs> like, really, like, you can just pick any any Fantastic Four story that Jonathan Hickman did and just crowbar an origin into it, and it'll be an excellent Fantastic Four movie. That's true. But they could have even went farther, though. Like, you could have even went further, you said, Derek? Yeah, just don't do the origin. Just start. Right. Like, we're, we're in a time now where superhero yeah, movies are literally commonplace. Part. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it would be no thing to me, even if you're talking about a superhero that no one knows. And when I say that, I, I don't mean, I'm not even talking about a superhero. The cobbler? <laughs> I'm not even talking about like a Marvel or DC superhero that nobody knows. I'm talking about, you can get a made up superhero that's never existed outside of a movie and not tell his origin. And if the movie's good, people will go see it at this point. You can tell his origin in the third one. Have you seen what Doctor Doom looks like in this movie? Only from like the chest up. He looks like the Arkham Knight. Oh, that sounds like really... his 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 face has that kind of glowy mask look, but it it's not. It, it's weird. Wow. Uh, I'm looking in the chat. I see Dungeon Buster. He says, Haha, wow, drunk driving to the negative zone. And like, yeah, that's that's what I said. Drunk driving to the negative zone. That's crazy. I think that's the chronicle. That's the chronicle influence. <laughs> so, like, Maybe so. You might be right. You know, it's like he's trying to connect to a youthful experience. Kids, right. You know, they don't want to hear about NASA launch bureaucratic red tape that would be involved in interdimensional travel you know so it's like fuck it let's just have the kids get drunk one night and go <laughs> yeah, i don't think that i don't think josh trank is like when people are gonna say well if josh trank made a movie he wanted to make it would have been great i got a feeling a lot of this movie is josh trank and it still would have sucked if he had stayed on the entire time well what i've heard and this is based on Different news reports. Shout out to Tiger Claw, because Tiger Claw sent a lot of news about Fantastic Four, of course. Um, that, you know, they did, and which, this is something we reported on, too, of course, that they did massive reshoots for Fantastic Four. And while Trank was on set, 
he was not the person that directed the reshoot, supposedly. Like, I think they said uh, Kinsberg was the one that actually did the reshoots, which ended up being maybe half of the movie. Now, I'll say this, Derek. While I may not 100% agree that the majority of this movie might be Trank, I am with you in the sentiment that I'm not sure the Trank movie is a good movie either. <laughs> like, I know he feels that way. He's like, if I got to make the movie that I wanted, like, that's what the tweet said, basically. I had a vision for this movie. If I had got that movie put out, it would have been reviewed really well. I don't know if that's true either. It might have been a weird movie that doesn't not, doesn't seem like Fantastic Four either, or as well, I should say. But I don't know, and I guess we'll never know because it doesn't look like they're going to go ahead and do a director's cut anytime soon. The the problem is, I just I couldn't <coughs> care for these characters. <coughs> you know, Ben Grimm. You barely see him before he turns into the thing. Uh, don't Sue is kind of like in and out, and you only get a little bit of of Human Torch before he's Human Torch. It, you know, the first Fantastic Four movie at least kind of made you care about the characters before they became who they were. Look, this is this is one of the the things, the funny things that have happened about this with this movie is that this movie has inadvertently made the first two Fantastic Four movies not that bad. Like, <laughs> like these last two Fantastic Four movies are being seen in a whole different light now that we've had this Fantastic Four movie put out here and people are like, this is so bad, man. I think I'm going to go watch Rise of the Silver Surfer again, goddamn. <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. I it's did watch that. It's better. It's better in comparison, but like, and what I'm sure happened with when Miss H went to go see it is, if you haven't seen the originals, you don't care about these characters. The movie itself, just okay. It's not amazing, but it's not horrible if you don't have any of the history of these characters. If you just go blank slate, I'm gonna watch a movie. It's just okay. And that's talking about this last movie or the, the the previous two? No, no, the new one. The new one, okay. I think you said a reviewer said they were hoping it would be more, it would be worse, so they could at least have it something to talk about. Yeah, it, it was just okay as a movie by itself, with no. If you've never read a comic book in your life and you haven't seen the originals, here, here's it's the Associated Press that said it, and the quote is inexplic- inexplicably plotting and dreary. It's not wholesale terrible, just depressingly mediocre. And at a certain point, you start you you sort of start wishing it were definitely terrible because that would at least make it more entertaining. Yeah, you don't get it's not overwhelming, but it's not underwhelming. It's just whelming. Right. It's it's one hundred percent pure meh. That's that, disappointing. Yeah, that that really is. Cause it's like there's a dude that's on fire in that joint. Are we saying it's, it seems like <laughs> is it just you can't make a good Fantastic Four movie? Is that where it's supposed oh, to be? Oh, you can. I see Fox can't make a good Fantastic Four movie. I think that's give what it that comes down to. to. Yeah, give that shit back to Marvel. We'll see a fantastic Fantastic <laughs> Four movie. I believe that. I really do. <laughs> nice. And I wonder if like I won't lie. Like I was not rooting for this movie, 
but I did not want it to fail as po- as bad as it did. I was I was actually shocked by how terrible it did from like a, a financial perspective because when I'm you're actually talk- happy. Well, I mean, well, but here's the thing. Here's yeah. the question I want to ask is with this movie tanking this bad and with the possibility of X-Men Apocalypse maybe doing not the same thing, but underperforming as well, would that be enough to make Fox like kind of reconsider this whole thing and maybe think about working with Marvel? No. Or do you... It no? depends on how much money they make on Spider-Man. No, no, Spider-Man, Sony. Oh, you, no, oh you're talking about. Oh, you're saying like if Sony makes a certain amount of money on Spider-Man, then that might make Fox reconsider because they're like, oh, well, I guess there is enough money to be made. Actually, X-Men I thought solid. I thought it was Fox. X-Men oh, no, is no. X-Men is making more than enough money for Fox, and they're never giving it up. Well, now I'm a little bit worried about Deadpool. Isn't that a Fox? Yeah, that's yeah. X-Men. But here's the thing, though. Fox let the the directors the director of Deadpool like do his thing because they don't see dead they didn't see Deadpool as a viable character. I mean they understood. That's a throwaway. They thought right. it was a throwaway. They weren't they, they were like uh I guess if you guys want to make it longer. Right. And so because like he has like the ridiculous uh, 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 amount of autonomy to make whatever movie he wants because they're like even if Deadpool fails they're like, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, Deadpool's not the franchise. Like, Wolverine is the franchise. Fantastic Four is the franchise, you know, X-Men. And so, but, but you know, quiet is kept. Deadpool might be positioning itself to become the tentpole of the Fox superhero universe. Well, beside X-Men. No. Deadpool. No, come on. Let's, let's be... Deadpool is popular, but in no way anywhere... Is he that popular? And I refuse I, to have. I refused. I refuse any scenario where Rob Leefield wakes up one day and says, "I told you so." Well, guess what? <laughs> Listen, it, think about where Iron Man was before that movie got made. It's like Deadpool is in a much better position than Iron Man was before 2006 or was it 2008? It was 2006, I think. I don't know. Either way, it's like. Deadpool has has much more of a following as a character than Iron Man did, and if and as we can see with Iron Man, all it takes is one movie, and next thing you know, everybody wants to be or wants to be associated with that character. They'll they'll, can, they'll 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 give Hugh Jackman a few dozen million dollars before to come back before that happens. But I've, people love Wolverine. But it's not like Wolverine is not cooler than Deadpool right now. Oh, you're you're overestimating. He's that. definitely more recognizable. Oh, I'm not saying he's yeah. not more recognizable. It's a more it's a more yeah, but he's also dead. Asset. Here, here's the thing, you guys. Like, like, hold, hold on, Larry. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like, well, yeah, but that's how they promote shit, right? Is it isn't what now, Moses? Well, like. Wolverine, like, there's no real set standard for Wolverine in the comics right now, right? I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as say there's no set standard, but I mean, you might be right. It's it's in flux. How about that? You're right. It's in flux. Yeah, but Deadpool wasn't even affected by Secret Wars like everyone else was. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's De- not Deadpool's, even a real character. 
Come on. You know what? I, no, I will, I'm not going to sit here. I'm the one streaming. And I'm not going to sit here <laughs> while you guys trying to tell me that goddamn Deadpool is the most uh, uh, marketable and important character on the mutant side of the Marvel Universe. Oh, hells no. As far, right. as, far, as, far as movies go, he might be because he might have oh. the best movie. I don't know, but it's rated R, man. R-rated What's movies, that have to do with anything? R-rated well, movies are, R- they, they can't they make it. They don't make movie. as much. Yeah. I mean, they don't make as much as, like, say, PG-13 generally, but at the same time, it's like, it very well could be a thing where people are, of course, I think this is a movie that, like, if it turns out the way I think, it's a movie that people will go see multiple times. It's going to be a movie that some some parents take their teenage kids to. Not yeah, all it's, of them. it's R for violence, not sex, so there'll be little kids there. <laughs> it's like the joint the the joint has the potential to be Fox's big like they already are there's already the rumor and you know this is another shout out to Tiger Claw here. There's already the rumor that Deadpool two might be on the slate replacing the Fantastic Four two movie. Well, yes, Fantastic Four two is never gonna happen. Well, yeah, but <laughs> But the well, we said that is, the first time. Here's the thing, yeah. though. It, they have a, a Gambit movie they're making. They have a friggin' other X-Men spinoffs that they're making. What they're ta- what they're talking about putting in that slot is Deadpool because of the the push and the, the buzz that it's getting based on all this stuff. So I, I'm just saying if Iron Man can become the character that he's become – Based on one movie, it's like I think that this Deadpool this Deadpool movie looks more interesting and more energetic. The potential to draw more eyeballs than I think the first Iron Man movie did, as cool as that was even. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not saying I want Deadpool to be the center of of Fox's mutant universe or whatever, but. It wouldn't surprise me if it turned out that way because it might be the biggest movie that they have coming up because I don't think X-Men Apocalypse is going to do what they think it's going to do because that joint looks tough. I think X-Men is going to make more than Deadpool, though. We'll see. Like, look, time will definitely tell. It's just not It's not a fair fight. Deadpool's got so much working. I think being rated R is going to make it a better movie, but it's not going to help it sell more tickets. You could you could be correct. Olivia Munn versus uh, versus Jennifer Lawrence in a fight scene where Jennifer Lawrence is naked and Olivia Munn's in a bathing suit. Come on, come on, man! Is Jennifer Lawrence gonna be in it? She's in the yeah. pot. She's in, yeah. Now she's Mystique still. I thought yeah, I think it's her. Movie. I think it's her last one though. She she doesn't want uh, to, but she has to. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. When she, when she signed up, she signed up like, like right out the gate where she didn't know she yeah. was going to be a huge star. So they got they, they they locked her down. She acted like she had been in a drug scandal. <laughs> she was taking she was taking naked pictures of herself to try to get out of that sucker. No, none of that's hilarious. <laughs> Taking pictures of herself. <laughs> oh, damn. Did any of you guys see those at all? I know. Uh-uh. Did they actually happen, or was that just a joke? Yeah. No, that actually happened. happened. It was part of the whole leak. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw them. Pretty good. <laughs> what do you think? I think she's hot. 
I I used every one of them. I don't know what you <laughs> want me to say here. They're they're they're, they're worth checking out. Word. She she's she's a talented young young woman. That's all I'll say. <laughs> we bet. We bet. There's there's some funny pictures in there of her in the dressing room when she was being mystique and just kind of like running around naked, like half in makeup. Oh, I thought it was interesting. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Here's another review quote for fantastic four. My notebook usually remains near my lap, but at this movie, it made involuntary trips over my mouth to cover all of my gasping. The entire experience is shameful for us for the filmmakers, for whoever at the studio had the job of creating the ads in which the cast appears to be starring in hostage posters. Uh, There's plenty more, of course. Friggin', I mean, at this point, Fox has said, or at least uh, one, one of the executives at Fox has said that they're actually still committed to this franchise. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> It, it says while we're there's no way while we're disappointed we remain committed to the characters and we have a lot to look forward to in our Marvel universe. Look, there, um, there's there's a better chance of there being a Mole Man movie than another Fantastic Four movie, it, and I wouldn't mind seeing a Mole, a, a Mole Man movie. I would watch a Mole Man movie as well, even though I would be shocked by the fact that it existed. But I would I would go see it. <laughs> Mole Man was in it. You better stop it. Was he really? <laughs> Not Mold Man, but the guy that ends up being Mold Man. And he put on oh, okay. sunglasses, so it was a little bit of a shout out. That means that, that, that means they were setting up the sucker up for the second one. <laughs> he was supposed to be in the second one, I bet. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I don't know. Um there, there was also like reports that you know people were at screenings for Fantastic Four, and they had people handing out surveys after the screenings, kind of figure asking what they should do with the franchise moving forward. I don't believe that for a second. I, I, like, I, this is why it's a rumor, but it's one of those things at the same time where it's like maybe if you really do feel like you may have crashed and burned a little, maybe it doesn't hurt to ask. A theater full of people, and hope that it doesn't. You know, it's it's just thought of as speculation or wild a wild rumor. No, no. I don't think a random theater full of people would even realize it's not a Marvel movie. When you say not a Marvel movie, you mean like not a Marvel Studios movie, or you mean right? Like, and I've heard this when I when I've heard different reviews on different radio stations where they're like, "Wow, why did Marvel really screw up with Fantastic Four? And it's like, well. You guys are idiots because it's not a Marvel movie. It's a 20th Century Fox picture. They have all the control over it. But people still, because that logo yeah, shows like, up at the beginning. Marvel getting the stink from it? <laughs> yeah. Because that logo shows up at the beginning. And people yeah. think, hey, it's a Marvel movie. That's that's what I think the studio is banking on is Marvel's success. Um, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Richard Starkings, who we've had on the show Talks Name a drop. lot about, yeah. He talked well. Yeah, I got a, He's got a lot of quotes about the movie because he went to see it opening day. Oh, go ahead, Mo. Oh, Mo, you still there? 
He's been shot. We've lost him. Oh, no. Oh, there you are. You're back? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Richard Starkings basically, when, that, when the Thor movie was shit, the first one, or at least I thought so, and I told him about it, he's like, oh, I'll get with the program. It's just a movie or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But for this Fantastic Four movie, he just kept ranting about it all weekend about how bad it was. <laughs> and uh, here, here's one of his quotes. It says, uh, went to see MI5 again today to wash my palate after Fantastic Four said it. The first 10 minutes of MI5 are vastly better than uh, are a vastly better movie than FF. The characters are a better foursome acting as a team even. Man. He's got a couple more, but I guess. Yeah, they, they never feel like a team. Even when they're working together, uh, it's like it doesn't feel like a team. At this Man. point, he said, I, I think he what's said gonna the happen. best Fantastic Four film ever is what is The Incredibles. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we all can agree on that. What's going to happen is that Fox is going to pretend like they're going to make another one, and they're going to go through the motions without spending any money. In hopes to scare the crap out of Marvel into buying back the franchise, because right now Marvel could just wait them out and like say when they don't when they don't, don't make another another one for six or seven years, the rights automatically revert. But if Fox pretends like they're going to make it, Marvel's like, well, we better go ahead and give them a, a, a fifty million dollars to get a sucker back. So I think that's what Fox is doing. Fox is trying uh, trying to goad Marvel into buying back the franchise. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Like, I don't know if, if I don't know what Marvel's like mindset is. I, I know that as a studio, they're pretty frugal. So I don't know if they would pay the money to get Fantastic Four back, but maybe they would. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, no, we're just going to wait and see what happens. They want, they want a Spider-Man back. Yeah, but they didn't pay for Spider-Man, right? Sony came to them. I think they paid for Spider-Man. You think so? Yeah. Why was Sony giving to him for nothing? Well, it's because they feel like they can't make a good movie. And so they're like, part. You're about making a good movie. It's better to have piece of a lot of money than Uh, all of a little bit of money. I don't believe that's how studios think. I believe studios, like, they would rather have a penny off themselves than to have to split $100 with somebody else. Well, Marvel said, hey, we're going to, we want to put Spider Man in an Avengers movie. And Sony said, give me money. You know, I, you might be right. I wouldn't. I, I guess the only thing that makes me feel possibly that it could have been different is only because I understand that Sony Pictures is an American company, but it's still like the heads of Sony are Japanese. It's like I feel like I feel like the Japanese might might feel different about. It. You know what I'm saying? Like they well, might. That's just racist. What? No, I mean it's saying that they they could be more cooperative. Like I don't feel. It's I feel like, racist. Why is it racist? Well, just because they're Japanese, they're they're gonna they're pacifist and it's cooperative. It's saying that they're they're cooperative. Like they could. Uh, I think <coughs> they, see, they see some. They can see a bigger picture culturally. Hmm. I. It's just. It basically all I'm saying is that. Well, they also they, strive. They also strive for what? They also strive to make something of some quality. You know, like. 
if it's not producing because the quality is lacking, they want to do uh, something, you know. Right. They'll take. They'll do the next step to make it better. Like they would rather. And I know this only because of trying to buy uh, haircutting shears. <laughs> Any Japanese sh- pair of shears costs you three hundred and fifty dollars because if they don't, if they come out uneven at like the a millimeter, they'll throw it back in the forge and melt it down and redo it again. Like, and they're all handmade. We we all know that. As a from from a business standpoint, a Japanese company like cares more about a quality product than money. Like that's been yeah. proven time and time again. Like what I mean, whether you talk about cars or whether you're talking about shears, I just thought I thought that that might trickle down to the studio samurai level, sword <laughs> to the studio level, but I might be wrong because who knows? For all I know, Sony Pictures. Is just run by Americans, however they want to run it, and and uh, the Japanese don't think anything of that. They're like, that's an American company; it has nothing to do with us. Well, but, remember that uh, Sam Raimi didn't want to do certain things for Spider-Man Three, and Sony said, "No, you have to, you have to have uh, three villains in it. Venom. You have to do this. You, yeah, you have to do this." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, it's just dumb." And then when he was, he's like, "Well, I'll, the next one I'm going to do is going to be really good." And they're like, "Well, you got, you got, you got like a month to do it or something." Get some stupid. And he's like, "You know what? I'm done." So Sony could be just as bad as Fox. See, but I think I don't. I kind of feel like that's different in the sense that at that point you'd had two good Spider-Man movies, and I think they thought they were making a good third one, and the director didn't want to get on board. In retrospect, they were like, "Okay, well, you're right. You were right." Or I don't but know. They, yeah, but then that. they they continued like when they made a bad third one, and Sam Raimi's like, "Okay, the fourth one, I got it. Just let me do what I need to do." And they're like, "You know what? We're gonna mess with you some more." Like they didn't back off after three. They 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 steamrolled forward, and they lost Sam Raimi, and that cost that got us two, I believe. Fairly bad uh, Spider-Man movies and lost them to franchise and, and overall. If Sam Raimi still has Spider-Man, the whole Spider Verse, we be we be doing a spider, we be doing Edge of Spider Verse right now in the movies. That'd be awesome. Right now, Dungeon Buster and Tiger Claw are low key arguing in chat about whether Sony Pictures is a separate company or not. <laughs> I I don't know the the official answers, but I I thought. That it was like connected, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, I, I, I think it's white people running uh, a company and bowing to the Japanese overlords. <laughs> hey, you know, possibly so. But but I would like to believe that that you know Sony got on board and was like, okay, we can make a good we can make a good movie. And this franchise can be viable, and working with Marvel will help us make sh- like ensure that it's that way. Well, Marvel you know? can't lose. Like Marvel, I thought every every movie I thought this was going to be Ant Man. I was sure. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yeah, they, well, they ran out. But no, I'm, I'm wrong. They know Marvel does know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because realistically. For for a new studio, they've made a lot of movies. 
Well, if they fail, the mouse shoots them. <laughs> well, for for a new studio, they've made a ton of money. More importantly, yeah. more importantly, you're right. You're right. That is that and, is the key. Uh, the, the thing is, here's the question: If they do handle uh, Fantastic Four in the same way they hand they handle Spider Man, would they like try and make a movie right off the bat, or try to, uh, or try to like pepper him in into like Marvel Phase Four or some shit? I got a feeling they'd be on Netflix if they if they anything like they wouldn't. <laughs> you can't throw bad money after bad. <laughs> it's it's really interesting because I know for myself, with things going as poorly as they did this past weekend, I was really thinking like, what what would I do if somebody came and asked me like, listen, help us? How do we get this Fantastic Four thing on track? And if it was a thing where they're like, we're going to take it to Marvel, I don't even know if the Fantastic Four fits in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. And it's like, I could be wrong because, and and the only thing is, I guess the only way you do do it is by making Ultimate Fantastic Four because that's what you had to do. Like, in, in the 616... Everything starts with Fantastic Four, you know? Like, Fantastic Four kind of ushers things in, and then other people come after. But in the Ultimate Universe, it, it happens kind of the opposite way, where you have X-Men first, you have Avengers first, and then you have Fantastic Four, and that's why you have them as so young, I think. And maybe that's the only that's the best way to do it, if you're going to bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, really make them, not like kid kids, of course, but... Younger, I I don't know though. It kind of it almost feels like it doesn't fit. Well, maybe Sue Storm will show up in the background of an Agents of Shield episode. Maybe <laughs> that's Agents of Shield is their least is their least successful critically and financially, and that's on its third season. Yeah, so they're absolutely. like Marvel's 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 solid. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I and I was thinking about that today too because I'm like, yeah, I. I had to. I, it was funny because I was coming to terms with that. I'm like, man, Agents of Shield is the worst thing that they're doing, and I enjoy it thoroughly. <laughs> like every, every week, or every week it's on. I was like, yeah. And so I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, like I. I can't say I know what to do with the Fantastic Four uh, if they were trying to bring it in the MCU. If you're not going to bring it in, in the MCU. Moses has definitely had the best idea thus far. And, like, just adapt a Jonathan Hickman story. Anyone. <laughs> it's like, you know, any any Jonathan Hickman story is a good idea. I've, I've heard that Mark Wade's run on Fantastic Four is fantastic as well. You might want to mess with that. It is fantastic, but it's kind of dated. I, I believe that. I believe that. Like, if you time. read that when it came out, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. If you read it after reading Hickman's run, it's like it's almost like Reed Richards' IQ went up in the time in between. Ah, gotcha. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like the whole, the whole. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like, like the science behind it. Like Jonathan Hickman is a crazy man. Yeah. After. You know, uh, now whoever's listening to this, I apologize for not having the bootlegs up so you can hear Jonathan Hickman talk about his process or whatever. But 
Jonathan Hickman is, uh, he's the mad thinker of comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hearing him talk about how he writes and thinks these things and what he wishes he could do, but he can't do because not enough people clap for Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Why do we need he, he, like, Mark Wade, like, Mark Wade is no slouch. Oh, no. But he, he's definitely the, the science adventure guy mm-hmm. is is Mark Wade. And then the actual, like, science fiction question mark mm-hmm. is Jonathan <laughs> Hickman. Wade had the best, in my opinion, one of the best, like, Doom storylines. You already have to have Doom established to do what Wade did with him. Mm. Which is, like, having the the battle between him and Reed over the years culminate in, in Doom just ultimately giving up on trying to out be smarter than him and just going straight into magic. And that decision kind of killing Doom at the same time, like him having to acknowledge that he's not as smart yeah. as Reed, yeah. but he wants to win so bad that he just uses magic. I thought that was so fucking awesome back in the day. Maybe it's data. <laughs> I haven't read it since back in the day. Why do we need a Fantastic? Why does Fantastic Four even need to be a thing? I mean, it really doesn't. And like, I, I, I'll say this: Fantastic Four has never been my favorite comic book, like never, never once. And I, it's like I do like the like I like some of the characters, but honestly, I like every member of the Fantastic Four better outside of the Fantastic Four. Like, I feel John, like Johnny Storm is way more interesting hanging out with the Inhumans and. Uh, uh, Sue Storm is way more interesting as well when she's not taking care of all those people <laughs> and she's just being like a kick-ass chick and and uh, friggin' Reed Richards it he only shines to me when he's not with the rest of the team because you don't have anybody there like holding him back as far as like hey you need to think about people or hey you know, that's a big idea, but what about the consequences? It's like when this falls with the Illuminati or during like Civil War or shoot, even him in, in the ultimate Fantastic Four, it's like Reed Richards when he's not with the rest of that team is fantastic. And and I know there's a lot of Ben Grimm fans out there, and I feel like Ben Grimm is probably like my my like secondary Wolverine where I'm like, you know, I don't need to like Ben Grimm. There's enough people that like the thing. So it's like it's okay. so. So you'll like this movie because they're all off on their own. No, no, I don't think I will because they're not with anybody else in the Marvel universe. <laughs> in the I past, will. when I've read uh, Fantastic Four comics, which hasn't been often, the only time, I, like my favorite character out of all the Fantastic Four is Valeria. Everybody else, I can like. That's the only one I was like, oh, this this is something interesting. Valeria is very interesting. But then you have Ben Graham, who's just uh, like he is so a wannabe Hulk that is sad. <laughs> like every time we read anything with Ben Graham, it's like, dude, you'll be so much better if you were just the Hulk. Why aren't you a Hulk? I think Ben Graham is different from the Hulk only because I feel like the Hulk would like to be different, but kind of knows that he can't be. And I think that Ben. Well, no, but no, but like She-Hulk actually replaced Ben Grimm. Boy, let me tell you a little bit about Ben Grimm. All right, 
Ben Grimm is a guy that was a handsome man who's on top of his game. And he gets the shittiest power out of the bunch. Like, he <laughs> looks like a fucking pile of fucking rocks. Not in this movie. Fuck this movie. He looks like a pile of petrified dog shit. You know? And he can't even fucking grab a remote right. He can't jerk off right. <laughs> you know? Apparently like, he has no he, penis. His fucking... His whole no life. That's not is a good trying life. to, like, get back to being normal. And his right. blind girlfriend cheated on him with the, his best friend. That the first two movies, and yeah, that that's a whole other point. But the thing about the the first two Fantastic Four movies, I don't know about this one because I'm not watching this shit. In fact, I might, if somebody gave me movie tickets, I'd use them as a you know expensive toilet paper. But, uh, um. The two, the first two movies were about trying to get Ben Grimm uh, back to normal a little bit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that was a key point in the first two movies. I don't know about this new movie, but that that's one thing they did capture in it. Mm-hmm. It's brought up, but he was a nobody before he became Ben, ben Grimm, before he became yeah. the thing. And he was a nobody. Like, literally, his, his family owns a junkyard. He was not going anywhere. He wasn't doing anything. So it's like, you, know, you feel bad that he's this pile of rocks now, but at the same time, you know, he wasn't like, in the first movie, what, he was like a pilot, he was Reed Richards' best friend that was always by his side and always defending him. You don't get that feeling off of this movie. He was the commish, man. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, yeah, Thing has hope that the Hulk doesn't have. And because, I mean, you you kind of believe like, yeah, I don't think anybody thinks that Bruce Banner is going to figure out how to make himself not the Hulk. But I, think I don't think Bruce Banner us, actually wants to, believe it or not. And that might be I true, think that's, too. I think that's another story point that somebody somebody's going to either maybe they've hit it already or somebody's going to hit it there, where deep down he doesn't want to get rid of the Hulk. But but I think we all feel like. Reed Richards wants to cure Ben Grimm. And I think we all feel like he can at some point. He can. He's he's done it. Yeah, well, I mean, like right now he has a thing where he can change like once a year or something like that. But it's only like 24 hours. No, but in the second movie, didn't didn't, like they figure out how to make him go back? Oh, yeah. And then he chose to. He did, but he had to go back. To fight. Which makes Ben Grimm cooler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it makes Ben Grimm cooler. It makes him a hero. Yeah, the sacrifice. If Marvel I, gets this franchise back, like... what? If Marvel gets the franchise back, oh, if Marvel gets the franchise back, they shouldn't make them. They should use that, use the franchise to make other characters that they were blocked from using. But I don't want to see another Fantastic Four movie. Like I don't need to see. That guy dropping the ball again and again and again and again. Give me, give me a She-Hulk movie. You know, give me something. Give me Silver uh, Surfer. Give me a Silver Sable movie. You know, give me. I'll Wait, take Silver any Sable. I'll take Silver Sable. Wait, I got no problem. Silver Sable, like and Fox and a Wild Bunch. Some, I don't. Think, I don't think Fox has Silver Sable. Well, they gotta have. Well, I don't. They, whoever. 
was attached to that goddamn Baxter building. Silver Sable went in that building a couple times. Dakota I'm North. Then did Dakota sure. North have a have an office in there? So give me a Dakota North TV show. But don't give me another uh, Fantastic Four movie because I'm done with these people. I, they've had one, two, three, four chances. I don't want to see another. It's it's really sad that they're all bad. Like that they're all bad. That's and when sad. everybody when every other movie's good. Like even the X Men movie and even the Wolverine movies that had no sense that had no right to be good outshine this one by tenfold. Outshine all of them by tenfold. Like I would rather see uh, all the Wolverine movies over and over again backwards than have it go through that Silver Surfer and first movie again. I like the first, Silver Surfer. The first movie was bad. Silver Surfer wasn't as bad as the first movie. The first movie yeah. was so bad. So bad. Why do you think your mom liked it, Derek? I don't... I well, you know what? I need to read her review. <laughs> Wait, what, what'd, you say? what'd you say, Derek? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if you know nothing about comics or these characters, it's an okay movie. But but why would she think it's no, better but... than Ant-Man? Ant-Man had bad she... words. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, Wait, right. this movie had a couple of bad words in it. Yeah, but Ant-Man, he was a bad guy. He was a thief and whatever. He was a he was he was of low moral standing. Um is it true Oz that like I've heard people say that you can tell the difference like patently between the reshoots and the initial shoots of the movie like like even like cost like not like like costuming and certain things are not the same from scene to scene. Did you notice anything like that? Mm, no, not really, but I wasn't looking for it either. So right. it's not blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, maybe I would have seen it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't notice any of that. A um, couple things with uh, Reed Richards' outfit, but it's kind of like his. It's supposed to be pieced together, like Iron Man style, with parts he found here and there. So, it, I you don't really notice it too much. Are Are there any like redeeming scenes in this movie where you're just like, man, that like this movie sucks, but that part kicked ass. Yeah, when they when they get back from the negative zone with their powers, and then they're kind of they don't have control over them, so they're kind of kind of like guinea pigs in the lab for the government. Kind of a cool thing the the way they get back, the way it affects them, and the way you know they're trying to to figure out what's going on. That that was kind of cool. It, it was interesting. I liked watching that. I gotcha. found out. I, I found out. Uh, I found Ms. Ms. H's review, and this is what she said about it. Uh, the movie starts out slowly. In fact, it nearly drags in the beginning. So much so that if you are not committed to watching the movie, you may want to just get up and leave the movie theater. However, <laughs> this this is a positive review. <laughs> However, as the story and events continue to unfold, you may realize that there were reasons for the so for the slow start given some of the details that were revealed about the main characters during the early part of the movie. 
So look, so uh, there's a payoff at the end is what is what she's saying, I'm guess. Well, I'll tell you what, at this point, Mrs. H might end up on the back of the DVD box with that quote. <laughs> because I they, still have no idea what Dr. Doom was doing. What was there? I mean, was Doom cool at all or was it just messed up? Just messed up. There, there was a there's a cool scene where he's making people's heads explode. But then he encounters the Fantastic Four, and he he just doesn't use that power ever again. It's just so weird. Like, how do you mess up Doctor Doom repeatedly? Like, Doctor Doom is such an interesting bad guy, and he's simple. Like, he's not that. Um, like, he's complex, but not in the uh, uh, executable sense. Right. Like, he's not Thanos. You can just it, it, right. You can just say, okay, he's a guy with a mechanical suit that has, like, Iron Man abilities, and he also uses mysticism, and he's also very arrogant, which right. could potentially be his downfall so that Spider-Man could beat him up. Right. None of that in the movie. Yeah, that's that's Doom in a nutshell. No, no mechanical suit. He... What? <laughs> he absorbs energy from the negative zone. Oh. That's that's his power. Oh my god! Oh and no! He becomes telekinetic. Oh, uh, he, he's not even technically metal. He, the spacesuit he was wearing fuses to his body, so he's not really metal. But he still has that cloak, that green cloak, which nobody knows where that came from because the negative zone is literally just rocks. <laughs> Wait, so the fool just like. When they see him, they're like, oh, my God, it's Doom. And he has a cloak on, and nobody's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Does he have that there, he, Nobody knows where that came from because it, it can't be cloth from his suit because his suit fused to his body. So it's yeah. it's a weird – and you know what? Once he becomes Dr. Doom, no personality. The actor before he, before he becomes Dr. Doom – was a lot more interesting than when he actually becomes this great threat that he's supposed to be. Jeez. Why is it that the second movie, like I was annoyed at it at first because it seemed extremely lighthearted and, and comic booky. But then I was like, Oh, fantastic four. They are kind of lighthearted comic booky. When you think about it. So right. this is going, at least this is going in the right direction. Right. What do you think made him? Just throw all that and say we want to make a Dark Knight version of it. Oh, the money Dark Knight did. Well, I'd be surprised if Trank had a little bit to do with that too, though, right? Like Trank, Trank might be like, I want to bring a quote unquote more grounded Fantastic Four. Like you might feel that that never existed oh. anywhere. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go watch it. It's good times. No, no. I don't think so. It's well, it'll funny. Be, it'll be on Netflix soon, though. I was totally, like, going to make a make a meme with, like, Michael B. Jordan talking about, you know, that y'all are going to go see it anyway. But after I saw how bad it was doing, I was like, oh. Michael B. Jordan doesn't need my meme. It's like he's probably somewhere like trying to figure out. Well, actually, he's probably just happy that he has that creed to fall back on. 
Like, he'll still be okay. Some of these other cats, they may not ever make another movie. <laughs> they have to go back to TV. Uh, I, well, I refuse to... The well, isn't Miles either. Teller, like, he's in an Academy Award-winning movie, right? Which one? Miles Teller? Yeah, no, but, like, which movie? Oh, Whiplash. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. See, you have no business commentating on this subject. <laughs> Uh, look, I don't, I don't know what everybody's working on. I know, I know, Ben Grimm was on Boardwalk Empire, right? Am I right in that or no? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Who knows? The dude that plays Ben Grimm was on Boardwalk Empire. I heard. Oh, maybe and then, I don't know who he is. And then, <laughs> and then, Kate Mara was on House of Cards, and she's been. Yeah, I mean, she's stuff. got. A- yeah, she's got acting chops, but they all have. Acting I don't know. Chops. People, people seem to think she's hot too. Yeah, that's. But weird. I don't see it. Yeah, she's very plain looking. Like, I, I thought her sister was hotter, even Who's her in the like, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the American oh. one. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with you. Is her oh, last name Mara too? Yeah, Rooney Mara. Like, not in that movie per se, but like, just yeah. Yeah, they I they get. I, I just I just looked up, looked her. Up, I saw. Her, uh, yeah, that's the. She's that cute short girl. She's not the invisible woman. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, miscast with the hot Latina, hot Latina woman, <laughs> Jessica Alba. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, yeah. but but at least she's a very beautiful woman, so I can kind of right. see. But this, she's she's cute, but she. Like I don't, I know I'm not supposed to, like, judge her by her attractiveness, but like the Invisible Woman, one of the things like she's supposed to be like a really beautiful, like statuesque woman. I thought, right. Well, they have to make somebody that's believable as a nerd and somebody that'd be attracted to Reed Richards, who is uber nerd. Yeah, I because mean, beautiful women aren't aren't can't, can't be smart. Right. That could be a beautiful. That's woman. true. Oh, uh, how dare you! How dare you, us? Name yeah. one. A beautiful and smart woman? Yep. Nia Jenner. Ooh, yeah, Nia. say something. Yeah. Say something. I was, I was, you beat me to it. <laughs> say something. That's what I thought. I was going to say every chick on the Fox News channel. <laughs> well, it's all Fox, so. Uh, uh, Wyland's in chat. Well, he says, like I heard. The- huh? No, no, it's just like the chicks on the Fox News channel are like, they should be weather women. <laughs> Supposedly the weather person is one of the smartest people on a newscast. Yeah, I, I understand that, but, you know, they're all guys, too. Oh, that's not true. Some of, There's a couple women. Name, name, name two weather women. Uh, Jillian Anderson. That and... doesn't count because she's on X-Files. No, that's not the same. That's not the same chick. <laughs> you're talking about Jillian Barbary. Oh, then you're she's, right. She's not a weather woman, is she? She she's was like the she's like the fashion segment chick. She she no, she, she's a meteorologist. Like she's a full on meteorologist. Yeah, but she what's, also what study meteors? A hot ch- what a, what does study meteors have to do with the weather? <laughs> She reports every once in a while during a meteor shower, but that's it. 
Amber Luna. Right. I don't know Amber Luna, but I believe Derek. Look, your Google doesn't count because you didn't name her until you looked her. Looked up <laughs> no, up I was I, I was naming uh smart beautiful that's women. Amber's, that's Amber's Facebook. Oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> I'd still challenge that because she's not here <laughs> or listening. <laughs> I, I thought that was like a Univision weather lady. <laughs> That's what I thought too. <laughs> I thought uh, she could be. Like, oh, okay. Not that far off. Uh, Wyland says, I heard that if you watch uh, Fantastic Four, it gives your soul cancer. Might be a rumor though. Um, yeah. Uh, I see Time Runner in chat says Nancy Gribble. I'm not sure if that's a weather woman, but it might be. <laughs> I think it's actually from, from King uh, of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. Is she a meteorologist? In no, she's just a weather lady. Oh, she's hot. Oh, Mary, <laughs> you're disgusting. She she's Texas hot. <laughs> That's funny. All right, I guess. Look, unless anybody has anything else they want to say about Fantastic Four, we should get into some news. <laughs> Ooh, I thought this this was the Fantastic Four special. Mm-mm. It's the it's the Fantastic Four unspecial. Well, is it possible that Marvel brings because we we know they killed a Fantastic Fantastic Four? Uh, what do you call that? The cast the comic book. No, they killed the comic book. Like, no, is, they and, killed and, the cast too. And the character, yeah, and, and, and the latest Punisher, they did. But do you think they're gonna break? Is it possible for Fantastic Four to make a return? Yeah, I, I mean, nothing dies forever, right? Fantastic Four number one, and how long? How long until? until how long does it take for to for Marvel to wipe this movie from its palette? Like, how long before they can put out Fantastic Four number one and people don't just dismiss it? I think Marvel can put it out whenever they get the rights back. I think Marvel can say, like, you know, first families come home or something and be like, Marvel's Fantastic Four, and people will understand. No, they won't. Like, if that's the main push of the marketing, where it's like, this is Marvel may- actually making this movie. No, but like then- you guys said before, this movie opens with the Marvel logo, so that's nobody's going to believe that. No, but I don't think... I think... While I, I do believe that there is definitely some people, there are definitely some people that don't know the difference, I think if you tell people the difference, they'll understand it. Especially when you're like, oh, that's why Avengers is good and Fantastic Four sucks. That's why, you know, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man are good, but Wolverine and X-Men is a little weird. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think people will, will get it. I just think, you know, that has to be the the main push of the campaign. And that's why that's why they can put it out when they want to, which is sad because you would think the main push of the campaign should be, oh, come see this good movie. But no, it has to be. This is Marvel's Fantastic Four. Yeah, but their their movies palette like they don't have there's no room until what, 2020? 2023 
It's like a yeah. long time before there's room for anything else. They've they've packed that movie, and they're not they're not dropping anybody to put Fantastic. They're not maybe maybe Black Panther, but oh, nobody that'd be like so sad. <laughs> come on, that's like that, that's barely getting made as is. Like there's no room on the docket for for another movie right now. Yeah, no, I'm. I agree with you. If they're smart, if they got the rights back, they would put Reed Richards in the Black Panther movie. What? Yeah, like Reed Richards and Black Panther, they're they're friends, they're homies. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. He might show up in in humans. They're they're Illuminati together. (laughs) They are Illuminati together, but it's just more so like before the first two issues. There, there's a reason why when Sue and Reed decided to go off, they asked Black Panther to take over. So, you know. Okay. So, comic book news. What else is happening that's not Fantastic Four? You guys still with me, right? I'm trying to. Th- I'm just trying to no. figure out a way. I'm trying to figure out a way to get a, a Namor banging a Sue Storm on one of these Netflix TV shows because that's the only way that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> that that can happen in Jessica Jones. Because yeah, because yeah, Netflix they don't care. They they can have they they Netflix seems like that's going to be the our HBO where we can have sex and violence. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Here's the so, new story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Marvel's new Spider-Man suit filled as Avengers. Wait, is what is Avengers what? Uh, uh, now that Tom Holland's role as Marvel's friendly web behind the ears, the Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Wait. What about it? You're kind of breaking up, Mo. That is Avengers friendly. Oh, it's, what's, what's it's that mean? It's being billed as Avengers friendly. I don't know. I'm reading the article as I read it to you. Oh, gotcha. An Avengers friendly Spider-Man <laughs> suit. Does that mean that the color palette goes along with the rest of them? I wonder. Uh, it won't be ethnic, is what they're saying. <laughs> it won't be ethnic? Uh, here, here's the quote. Here's a quote. It's it's, I guess it's supposed to say what side of the uh, civil war he's going to be on. I guess it says it's an Avenger friendly version of the traditional spider suit, complete with detailing reminiscent of the costumes like Captain America's Avengers movie suits. Uh, the blue is a darker color, not unlike what we saw in the Amazing Spider-Man. There's a version of the Spider-Man suit out there which can is absolutely blue and red with black webs. That's oh, okay. Cool. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what about that makes it Avengers friendly, but yeah. For anybody um, thinking that maybe thought, they're going to try to sneak the ultimate like, one in, Pirate Spider-Man. You, you want to see the I mean, Iron Spider suit? I, thought, I don't want to see a young Spider-Man. 
So, like, Marvel's already on the wrong foot with me with this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, a young kid Spider-Man that's white and has the spider suit, like the iron spider suit, I'm not down with. But, you know, all of you motherfuckers are going to suck Marvel's cock when it comes out anyway. So, what do I care? <laughs> I mean, you act like it's not going to be good. I didn't hear a no, Larry. I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't want to suck anybody's cock, but at the same time, if it's good, it's good. If that's, if if acknowledging that means fellatio, then I guess I'm a fellating son of a celibate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Please keep the unfortunate part. Like I've, heard, I've heard about your dad. He's nowhere near celibate. <laughs> uh, so uh, Marvel announced that they're doing another Deadpool and Cable series, split second. Deadpool and Cable split second. And uh, it is actually going to reunite the team from the original uh, Cable or Deadpool and Cable series. So Fabian Niesa and Riley Brown are going to be doing it. That's pretty cool. I, I I don't know where Cable... Well, actually, that's not true. I do know where Cable's been. It's going to be interesting to see Cable with Deadpool based on all the things that's happened to him since his run on X-Force. But uh, Secret, Secret Wars isn't over yet. Yeah, but this is after Secret Wars. This is... this is It's going to be... Um, Who's flicking their tap? <laughs> it, <laughs> it's just start going slower. That's funny. Um... But yeah, this is this is going to be coming after Secret Wars because it doesn't come out until uh, October, and that's actually going to be on Marvel Infinite at first, um, Infinite Comics, and then it'll be printed in December. So yeah, it's all post Secret Wars stuff. So Battle World's going away. I mean, I think we all knew that Battle World would probably go away at some point, but we don't know because there's an all new, all different Marvel Universe that could all happen on Battle World, right? I think it's highly unlikely, but it's possible. Um, did you guys see that Stanley got a Lego bust? Yeah, oh, look. look. Can we? Uh, I hate to say this, but like he's not making it to he's not making it to the next Avengers movie, right? Hey, hey, how dare you, oh, sir? Hey, hey, you know I had I had this fight with um, Joe and Larry, not so much Oscar because he's always been behind me on this one, where I want to do a death pool at the beginning of the year, and at the top of my death pool list is Stan Lee, and. Um, after this year's Comic-Con where I got to see him up close and personal in a panel. Like, yeah. I think we, I, I we think all agreed the dude's on overtime, right? Yeah. Well, like, no, just... Like, he's 92. I mean, Larry... Yeah, but Larry thinks he's going to live forever. He is going to live forever. Stop it. We should, we should go by movies. Like, what, what movie is going to be out when, when Stan Lee decides he wants to... Go to the mighty Marvel marching society well, in the sky. They, Larry and Joe don't let me do it. 
It's bad taste. It's Stanley Immortal. Let me do it. Like I'm, I'm one of the key producers on here, and yeah, see, like, <laughs> like everything we do is in good taste. I'll put down a like, twenty. Good taste. Our our mission statement does not involve good taste at all. We want everything to taste good. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe if anybody wants a death pool. Uh, well, Leonard Nimoy would. Leonard Nimoy was and put our name on it. I, I would have been at twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it should be. It know, should be. Like, it could have been Leonard Nimoy. Like, there's a lot of old comic book guys it, that are gonna die in the next fifteen months. It should be who goes first. Yeah. Uh, Shatner, uh, Stan Lee. Or Hulk Hogan. I don't know. Har- Harrison Ford. Oh. Will Harrison Ford make it to the end of the trilogy? Sheesh. Golly, you guys. What? This doesn't make you guys sad? It makes me sad. He, look, he's bang- he, he's banging Clarissa Flockhart. Well, he was 10 years ago. I'm pretty sure that ain't happened in a while. But he's lived a what? good life. He's flying around in an airplane, crashing airplanes. So, come on. Yeah, he's asking for it at this point. I don't think he crashed that airplane. I think he's he's just a good pilot. <laughs> he landed in a golf co- a golf course. Yeah, like on I purpose. really feel some. I really no, not on purpose. I feel something really went wrong with that plane. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, he was in the air in an old ass airplane. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, stuff happened. So they made a Lego bust of Stanley. So if you want Stan a Stanley statue made out of Legos, you can get it now. Yay! Thank you, Oz. I, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure Marvel j- is just like pre-shooting a a ton of cameos where you where so like <laughs> like they're they're filming him like crossing the street. <laughs> They're filming him like eating a hamburger, so they can put it into any movie they want to for the next fifteen years. I think they have a hologram ready. They have the the hologram. Like it's gonna be just like Dick Van Dyke. Like they're gonna keep telling us he's alive and well, and then show us little tidbits, and and then when he's like one twenty, they're like, oh, he died because God <laughs> just took his body. He couldn't let him like be put to the earth. You know, he'll, he'll be like like Methuselah, where he's like he walked with God. You're like Stan Lee, like in, in like a like 2025 Comic Con, Stan Lee will be hosting a panel, but he'll like have to cancel right beforehand. Like he'll he'll always be set to, ready to go somewhere, but he'll always have to cancel right beforehand. When I finally get these bootlegs up, you're gonna hear Stan Lee had a human hearing aid at his panel, like he had. A guy that stood next to him, it was Jimmy Palmiotti, and he would actually talk into Stanley's ear what somebody said over the mic to ask him. I've seen that before. And like nobody's saying that we wish this is gonna happen. Like everybody loves Stan Lee. I wanna make that clear, but we're all human beings and we have a limited lifespan. Like that's that's built in. When you pick a date 
for Stanley to be dead so you could make money that you wishing he would die that day. Well, I'm not wishing, but I'm I like, wasn't even but... gonna try to put money in it. Like, I just wanted to, like, just like you know, just just bragging rights, like just not even money. Rights. I'm the guy that killed Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one to do that. Sorry, bastards. Day had come. Like what? I feel like I feel like that makes you root for him more because you're like, dude, just make it to August forty fourteenth. Just make it to August fourteenth. <laughs> come on, you can do it, Stan. Like you're actually putting out positive vibes in, in the universe. It's no good. It's no good. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna like. What's today's date? Do it the tenth. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say he is gonna die on August fourteenth. <laughs> Of, of this okay. year? <laughs> of this year? You know what? If that happens, they will and blame Fantastic Four. Sure <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the day after the day after after the day tomorrow. Something like that. I swear to God, Moses, if, if Stan Lee dies on August 14th, we're going to have words, Moses. You and I. I blame Josh Trank. <laughs> he was like, it was my first family. <laughs> That's the worst Stanley impression ever. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of Stanley dying, uh, uh, Pam, Pam Anderson will be at a funeral. Preview, there's a preview. <laughs> Go ahead, Mo. There's a preview. There's a preview out of uh, the new post Jedi comic series called Shattered Empire. Did you get that? No. Mm-mm. It's okay. it's a a, uh, a post Jedi um, comic book series. Yeah, on Marvel, and it, it's going to be you know basically the stuff after Jedi because they haven't delved into that yet in the comics. And I guess like Lucasfilm or Disney is like putting out novels like expanded universe, their own expanded universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of these that are going to be coming out around that time. And here's like one of the synopsis seeds Mm -hmm. that they um, previewed. It says, high above the forest moon of Endor, the Rebel Alliance make their desperate last stand against the might of the Empire. Though they are successful in the destruction of the second Death Star, the Empire is far from beaten. Now follow Shara Bay, an A-wing pilot in the Rebel fleet, in the days following the Battle of Endor. Though their super weapon has been destroyed, Shara will discover that just how discover that just how dangerous and unpredictable a shattered empire can be. Wow. That's crazy. It is crazy because I don't see anything about a clone emperor in that synopsis. And that's what you're looking for? Well, I wanted it to, like, they could just rewrite the other stuff that I didn't read. <laughs> you know? Like, here's a new and interesting story that's never it. been told before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like the conversation we had last week when we talked about Lando, mm-hmm. uh, which the archive is up for you who haven't listened. But it, it's like, I talked about how I enjoyed the comic because I've it, Lando is a character I never got to know too much more about than what I saw in the movie. 
And then Joe was like, oh, I know plenty about Lando. But none of what he read had pictures and word bubbles in it. So, of course, I didn't read it. And now that it's null and void, that comic is good. <laughs> right. Right. So nice. that's the same thing I'm thinking about the new, like, expanded universe that they're creating. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, it's new to me, so they could just do the same old shit. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. Um, you guys remember uh, Mark Millar and Steve McNiven's Nemesis? I'll take that as. <laughs> what, what, what'd you say? The Star Trek movie? I no. do remember. No, I was it's... hoping it would go away. Uh, well, no, Nemesis actually was a, a comic book that Mark Millar and, and McNiven did about a guy that was a billionaire. What, and... the, the uh, Nemesis Enforcer from G.I. Joe the movie came back as a. <laughs> The guy that looks like the Tick's sidekick. He looks like whose sidekick? The Tick's? That's hilarious. He does look a little bit like Arthur, yes, because he's a, he wears all white. So that would make him look – but, you know, of course he doesn't have a pot belly. But, yeah, that guy. Um, so, you know, the, the whole concept behind the comic was – like the tagline was, what if Batman was the Joker? And it was basically like a book about a billionaire – who used all his money and resources to be a super villain instead of a hero. <laughs> so what, Donald Trump? <laughs> kind of, but... J- I won't Trump have you would... disparage the next president of, the, of these United States. <laughs> Donald, well, he's Donald in the lead. Trump. He's in the lead, so... That's so crazy. But yeah, D- Donald Trump with superhero style. So, uh, But that book came out, came out a while ago. I want to say, was it like 20... 20- was it 2010? When did that book come out? Uh, it might have come out before then. I'm not sure. Yeah. but I, Around 2010? Yeah, probably so. I, I know before it finished, it was optioned as a movie. Yeah, but then the director killed himself right here in the, in the Vincent Thomas Bridge. That did here happen. In Long Beach. That, that, that did happen. So yeah. I was Tony, hoping that Tony it Scott? wouldn't come out. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because because Ridley Scott's production company is the one that's making the movie, but uh, the movie just well, got moved. It's their joint company. Whose joint company? Tony Scott and Ridley Scott's company. Like is Scott free? So right. Tony Scott was going to make it with that production company. Right. Right. But um, it, Century Twentieth uh, Century Fox was going to put it out. But the movie's gotten moved to Warner Brothers now. So. It's done though, now, right? So who's going to make it? Uh, it's still, I, I don't know about director-wise. Um, but I know that it's still under Scott Free. Um, and so it's, it's like I said, it's still going to get made. Uh, oh, actually, it has uh, Joe... Carahan is connected to make it as far the as the director of the A Team movie. Okay. Yeah. And so 
it just the the news is that it moves studios from Fox to Warner Brothers, which that's all I'm all for that. <laughs> it's interesting though because really, like Warner Brothers doesn't do good comic book movies. I mean, do they do worse movies or better movies than Fox? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, I mean, well, we, um, if, even if we don't count Hex. Say what? You yeah, said Jonah, Jonah Hex? Hex. Yeah, Jonah Hex was iffy. Jonah Hex? Yeah, Jonah yeah. Hex was a bad movie. It was problematic. I will I will give you that. Made more money than Fantastic Four, I think. <laughs> better, better, a Megan Fox movie better reviewed than Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because they're talking about movies that that were universally considered bad superhero movies that made more money than Fantastic Four. It was it was rich. like Daredevil, friggin' Green Lantern, like all these ter- Ghost Rider. The only one that didn't make as much money as Fantastic Four is Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, so, which was you know, a joke of a movie. Hmm. What'd you say, Moses? It was good. I didn't see it. And it's actually I, one of the few comic book movies I, I just was like, I'm not going to go see that. If it felt to me like they were just saying, "Who cares?" The Ghost Rider movies seemed like a throwback to, like, the mid-80s, early 90s, when, when they made a superhero movie, they were like, uh, it's a comic book movie, who cares? We can do whatever we want. And everybody yeah. shows up to have a good time, and, and yeah, sure, uh, lines, who cares? Just just overact, it, it's a comic book movie. That's what Ghost Rider... And that's what the first one was. The second one was, like, an action thrill ride, like, with supernatural shit in it. So it's like the ninth gate mixed with Fast and the Furious. Wow. That's not, that sounds awesome. It doesn't. Oh, God dare you. Uh, Fast and that's Furious what that's the, the second gate. one was. I don't, I don't believe you, Moses, but uh, you, you've piqued my interest. You don't have to believe me, but it's right. <laughs> like... It almost it, and then throw a little Damien in it and yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I watched it and that was the only one in the theater and I enjoyed it, especially because I was the only one in it. Because <laughs> you know, I don't want to deal with people and they're coughing. And they're coughing. <laughs> so, let's see what else. Um, Fox is trying to get a live-action X-Men series made. But Marvel's dragging their feet on that. Which is interesting, because I knew that Fox had the... the uh, We all know Fox has the film rights. I didn't think they had the television rights, but I like what would make Fox feel like Marvel would sign off on this? Like, why wouldn't they want to just make their own TV show? I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could deal with X Men every week anyway. <laughs> or I could see Marvel. And it's not Brian Singer's X Men. Like, that's too many prepubescent Filipino boys on screen. <laughs> I can understand Marvel not making a TV show because they're like they don't want to confuse the brand or whatnot. Maybe, but 
like why let Fox do it, I guess would be or I guess I guess they could be like, Hey, if you want to make a TV show, we'll let you do it. Give us this money and we'll let you fail over there on whatever station you want to fail on. But I don't know. And it wouldn't be X-Men, right? It would probably be like X-Factor or New Mutants or something like that. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't know at this point. An X-Factor would be awesome on TV. Which X-Factor? Like the, the multiple man detective? The Peter names? David. Yeah, the Peter David stuff. But but all of it's Peter David. Like, I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, all of it's Peter David. Like Havoc. And strong guy and all those people. That's that's all Peter David too. I meant later Peter David. Oh, okay. Like even I guess is the last X Factor is Peter David as well, and that's like them as superheroes for a corporation. Yeah, it's all pretty good stuff. But well, that's kind of what the first one was, right? Only instead of a corporation, it was the government. Yeah, kinda. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... It's just different characters. Right. Right. Yeah. The the initial X Factor reboot, like after it was the original X Men, was Havoc and. I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, X Factor on TV would work in the same way that like American Horror Story works, where it's just this, these bunch of weird characters. That people can relate to on some weird level, and even if they don't relate to, they're like hipster enough to like want to relate to. Hmm. That's interesting. You could be right. I mean, X Factor's always had like its own little vibe to it, and but it's always been a pretty good book. Uh, big man's a chat saying anybody remember there. That halfway shitty Mutant X show from the 90s? I do remember that show. The one that was like Marvel but non-Marvel? Right. Wyland's in chat says, Marvel not wanting to confuse the brand. That's a DC move. So they'll probably, they'll probably okay, uh, they'll probably okay it, lol. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, yeah. I think, I could see Marvel, I could see Marvel giving them the okay but i don't know we'll see i I just want good x-men stuff i feel like it's sad to say that like i remember watching the original x-men movies in like 2000 and it was a totally different time when you're just like well i guess this is what comic book movies are so i like those you know or i liked them but going back to them man it's just like dude it's tough because it's like these movies could be so much better because the characters are better. The comic books are better. And it's like, now that you see people bring the comics to the screen, it's kind of like, please, somebody just let that happen with the X-Men. I would love to see that, but I don't know. It may not happen. And that makes me sad. Um... What else is happening? I feel like. Did you hear about the uh, private screening for Batman versus Superman? 
Mm-mm. What about it? I guess they had one at Warner Brothers, and the executives all kind of nutted themselves. So they're offering Ben Affleck the three standalone Batman films. Really? So they think it's so good that they have to try to lock Ben Affleck down? Yep. Calling him the definitive Batman for our generation. Wow. But these know. are executives that's at really Warner, so... Yeah, like, that's not high praise. Like, I mean, they have a bottom line, so they can just see a potential, but that means they're just, like, idealistic women. <laughs> Wait, why? Why are they women? <laughs> idealistic women. Like, they see a potential... Women don't have ideas. Not... Oh, okay. They see a potential of what Ben Affleck could be, but the execution of it might not be that. Like, I I don't... I see him as a good Bruce Wayne. His Batman looks way too stiff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I was watching um, the Tim Burton Batman again and loving it. And then seeing that just one monologue where Michael Keaton goes, let me tell you about a guy named Jack. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Ben Affleck could pull that. And, you know, that's not, you know, that's not necessarily Bruce Wayne or Batman in a sense. Yeah. But Bruce Wayne and Batman are have been very different. And I, I don't see... Yeah, I don't, I don't see, like, Ben Affleck being, like, Scott Snyder's Batman, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Affleck falls a bit short of Christian Bale in Batman Begins or in, or in The Dark Knight. But I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess it'll remain to be seen because I, I just don't have a lot of faith like, in that even in that Christian movie. Bale, Batman. Yeah. I, yeah, basically not that that first outing as Batman is probably not going to be the greatest. If they let him write and direct one, like seeing a Batman, like in the vein of, you know, the town mm-hmm. or Gone Baby, uh, yeah, Gone Baby Gone. That, like, would be wild. that would be cool. Yeah. But, you know, that's not blockbuster material, you know? Yeah. Who knows? What do I know? All I know is, like, Christian Bale really pulled off, at least in the first Batman, the Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. He pulled off, he kind of pulled off that, like, dual identity, like, sociopath quality that Batman has. Oh, no. He, yeah, he did that perfectly. Like, almost better than anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree with you. Like he was the like there've been some people that have been good Batmans and there've been some people that have been good Bruce Waynes, but there's not a lot of people that did both really well, and Christian Bale is one of them. Yeah. Uh so sales figures for July as far as comics has come in. And um Secret Wars is killing the game. Because, you know, I don't, I mean, it's awesome. I guess that's pretty much the reason. But, uh, 
there's a lot of other stuff on the list too because uh, Archie number one did its thing. Archie came in seventh. Yeah. Which I don't. Did you guys read? Archie I saw that one? cover and I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to, but it didn't have a white cover. <laughs> there's a lot of different Archie covers for number one, and they're all pretty good. You got the Scott Campbell one, right? I did. I did, but the book itself was really good. Like, I I enjoyed it a lot. I was actually like pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it because I didn't think that I would dislike it, but I didn't know that I would like it as much. So, but yeah, like the top, the top. I mean, dude, it's it's hard. Like, basically, if you're talking about the top fifty comic books. Like three quarters of them are Secret Wars titles. And then what's not Secret Wars is like Archie or like Saga, like random Harley Quinn, you know, like Walking Dead. There's a, a Mad Max Fury Road comic in there, which I'm like, wow. I made it into like the top 15. Can't be mad at that. Um, of course, Batman is in the mix. Uh, Star Wars comics. So yeah, July, July is pretty much Marvels for the taking. But uh, on another list that's a little more prestigious, New York Times bestseller is Witches. Really? For the month of July. Yeah. Like the trade. The trade. Yeah. Oh wow. That's good for witches. Yeah, that's really like it's good for Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, maybe uh, Marvel will get them. <laughs> it's funny though because um, I know I know Jeffrey posed the question to me. He was like, you know, he was talking about the talent pool over at DC. And he was like, you know, Scott Snyder is one of DC's top talents, but he he's basically saying like Scott Snyder's like as far as writing goes is a is a big fish in a small pond because there's not a lot of talent over there at DC. And which you know I, initially I was kind of like, well, that's not you know I, I don't know if that's giving Scott Snyder the credit that he's due. But he posed the question to me. He was like, well, who who would you replace? Uh, who would you replace uh, with Scott Snyder over at Marvel? Like you just kind of like, what book would you put him on? And I don't, I didn't have an answer for him. Like I couldn't think of like, it's not like I would say, oh well, you know, put him on X Men and replace Bendis, or you know, or I couldn't say, oh, put him on Avengers and we could move Hickman, you know. It's like I didn't feel like I wanted like Jason Aaron gone for Scott Snyder or or you know I could think of, I could think of one person and it's it, I I was just saying like it's not like I could see myself saying oh like get rid of this guy and put Scott Snyder in their place over at Marvel and I'm sure that there's somebody that I can't think of that might be a writer that you know 
maybe doesn't have as big of a name. And, you know, maybe I'm enjoying their book or maybe I'm not enjoying it as as much. But I don't know off the top what top tier talent I would replace Scott Snyder with. And that says a lot. Yeah. Oz, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. We lost Moses. So, I guess it's about that time for us to go, which is crazy. Two hours flew by. Um. So I don't look. I don't know if you're playing rap up music yet, Derek, or not. But if you are, now or if you're not, now. Derek's Derek's asleep. Say again. Derek's asleep. I'm not asleep yet. I'm uh, I'm uh, on my way to go see Ant Man or Mission Impossible. You you gonna go see Ant Man or Mission Impossible? Or Mission. Go see Ant Man or Mission Impossible. I hear the Mission Impossible joint's really good too, though. It's no Ant Man. Oh wow. Oh, there you go. I, I, I saw Ant-Man. So I'm hoping that I get to see Mission Impossible soon. But we'll see. If not, then who knows? Let's go see Ant-Man again. Because it was good enough to go see twice. So. Cool. Um, Oz, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Uh... Go see Fantastic Four. That seems fair. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) That that seems fair. Um, Derek H., why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Uh, uh, If you have the Marvel Ultimate thing still, uh, use it. Go back and read some old comics. Yes, Yes, there's a lot of words. Yes, there's the pictures are smaller, but still there's some good stories back there that they're just hidden there that people a lot of people are forgotten about. So go Marvel Ultimate, it's worth it. Indeed. And uh folks, I want to thank you guys all for hanging out. I do appreciate you guys. Um you know, make sure you catch up with us. Uh we have Twitter, we have our Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, uh you should Go ahead and and ask to be a part of, and we'll bring you right into it. Um, yeah, and we have, of course, our Skype line, which you can always leave messages on. Uh, fantastic form on Skype. Uh, and I'm going to leave you guys with a, a question this week. So you guys can hopefully throughout the week hit us up. Let us know what the answer to this question is, and we'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, next week. So the question I'm leaving you with is this. What what comic book is a comic book that everybody loves but you just don't feel it? They're not, you know, one of those like universally praised books that everybody seems to enjoy but you read it and you were not impressed. So why don't you tell us what book that is for you And we'll talk about it next week on Fantastic Forum. So until then, 
for Oz, for Jay, for Moses, for Derek H and Dead Pixel, and myself, Lawrence Young, and the rest of Fantastic Forum. Thanks. See you next week. We're out. Okay, so that's that's the end of the show. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.